Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I'm Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you? I'm doing well, Danny. How are you doing? Doing excellent. Um, you say you're doing well, but I know this you're doing really well because you're about <laughs> to uh pop out a little girl here soon. <laughs> yeah. At any moment. Like we could be talking right now and doing this podcast, and we can pause the podcast. <laughs> So I have to give a warning in every podcast until this baby comes out. <laughs> That's true. That is true, man. Yeah. Any any moment we were we were counting on the the lunar eclipse the other night that uh, maybe the double gravitational pull would get stuff moving, but we'll see. Doctor's appointment today, so we'll see what the doc says. But we got like I don't know. Well, they say a week and a half. We'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so if the podcast get interrupted. For the baby, it's gonna have to be like interruption here. <laughs> He's got to go. Yeah, we have, we have interruption over it. Yeah, we we got. I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man, we're doing good on our side. I think one of the things we were talking about before we got on, um, and and we're gonna pray because we normally start with prayer, but I'm really gonna pray this morning. You know, we're not gonna ignore some of the stuff that's happening in our country, I know we have other folks in other countries that listen to the podcast, but I also do not want to discount what's happening in America uh, with the shootings and um, and with uh, families that are getting hurt in, um, and on both sides. And, and what I mean by that, and I know this is not popular in our culture, uh, my heart goes out to the victims and my heart goes out to the person that's being deceived by satan to commit these atrocities um and and so you know that you know that the enemy is so deceiving the heart that that the heart has to now respond in violence and in evilness and so um we're going to read Stephaniah Stephaniah uh, 317 it's, it's Stephaniah uh for those who don't understand that that is a book in the bible <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Where is Stephanie at? Listen, it's one of those books. There's some books in the Bible that, you know, like Philemon, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like what? Philemon? What is that? Is that Philemon? I mean, what is it? <laughs> you know? people, people probably actually know that one better because it's in the New Testament. But if you start bringing up the minor prophets, you're going to be like, you mean Zechariah? No, no, it's Zephaniah. Like, Where the heck is Zephaniah? <laughs> so no, Zephaniah is in the Bible. <laughs> I, had to look, I, I had to read a little context yesterday. I'm like, Zephaniah. I go, I think I've read this once uh, in my life. I go, who is this guy? What's his background? I know that, he's a right. minor prophet. Who's Zephaniah? I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> so Zephaniah 317, we're going to read, but we're going to pray uh, before we read it. Um, and, and Ryan, if, if, I'm going to pray first. And if you want to pray, you can go ahead and pray. Father, we just, we, we, first of all, we acknowledge you as being keen and savior. And thank you for loving us the way you do. Like I, I, every day I thank you for loving us. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. I pray your peace in this country. I pray your peace. I pray your love 
I pray that anxiety is broken, depression is broken. I come against the lie of the enemy uh, that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, God. I speak life. I speak the Ruach of God, the, the, the Ruach HaKadosh, the, the breath of the Holy Spirit. I, I pray the high of the Lord, which is the life of God, to breathe upon this country, upon other countries, God. Uh, we, we just pray for those families and victims that have been victimized by violence, um, by, by the gun violence that we see in Buffalo, in California, in Texas, God, and, and constantly every weekend all over the United States. God, we pray that you, in, in the name of Jesus, uh, heal the hearts of the victims, heal the hearts of the family. Uh, God, I come against even this political move that makes this political. It's about people. God, heal the hearts of the people. God, and we pray for those who are committing the atrocities, those who are committing the violence. I pray for the hearts of the people, uh, that those who are hurting could be healed and those who are being deceived could be delivered and set free. And that the love of Jesus may captivate their hearts so that they can see you as our Father, let them see you high and lifted up like Isaiah saw you, and let them have an intimate encounter with you. And Father, we would just pray healing over this nation. We pray healing over the people. We pray sanity over the church. We come against the lie that's breathing into the church to pin one brother against another brother, to pin a sister against a sister. God, we come against that lie in the name of Jesus, and we pray in Jesus' name, that love wins and that love will stand in the church, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we just, we just thank you that you're, you're tangible to us. We, we thank you, Father, that you are with us all day, every day, because we need you. We, we need you in, in what we do and, and what we say and what we think. And I just pray that you, you touch the hearts of people as they're going through difficulty, as they're going through mourning, as they're going through cheerful times, we just pray, Father, that you touch people so that they can live out your will every day. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, man. So let's land in Sephaniah. We're not going to stay there long because we're going to jump back into uh, the last two episodes. I, I can't believe, Ryan, <laughs> that we went to eight episodes on the love of money. But I believe it, I believe it's such a rich teaching mm -hmm. i believe many yep. folks are going to get delivered not only now and set free for now but for for years to come for, for yep. and and it'll live forever there um so you know as we come to close what i didn't want to do ryan this morning is just look past what's happening you know i, mean? I think sometimes yep. uh, you know i listen to a lot of podcasts you know and sometimes people just want to get to the agenda and i know you and i have uh, have set a in our hearts that we're not just going to do what we want to do and say what we want to do yeah. to get out. Oh, we're going to talk about this. We have to talk. No, listen, sometimes yeah. you have to pause and understand the things around us are, are affecting us. And if you have, yeah. I believe this, if you have any Holy spirit inside of you, you can look at this around you and, and it not cause something inside of you yeah. to grieve, you know, because mm -hmm. yeah. it should, it should cause a pause, you know, and um, I'm emotional because it, it should cause a pause. It should cause something inside of you. Should, 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 should rise up and, and love 
for thy neighbor should, should rise up within you. And so, uh, Sephaniah 317, um, Brian, you sent this to me yesterday and, um, yeah. I'm going to read it, but then, you know, you can add some things to, to what you yeah. said, some great things. It says, the Lord, your God is in your midst. And I wanted us to understand that God is in our midst, regardless of what's happening around us, right? Regardless, regardless of the hate of the violence of the demonic oppression, right? That, that there's too light, right? Arise for the light have come and the glory of the Lord is risen. Darkness and deep darkness is covered, right? But the light mm -hmm. of Jesus, the, right? The glory, right? God is still in the midst. God's still at work in people's heart, though sometimes we can't see it and that make, make us depressed and, and anxious. God mm -hmm. is working on the hearts of people. And one thing that we have to understand, and we were talking about this, Ryan, that people have the ability to choose the route that they want to choose, right? And the yep. Holy Spirit could be knocking on our doors, but it says, choose today who you will serve, right? Choose mm -hmm. in Deuteronomy. And so, you know, a lot of times we don't understand a lot of this is just the choice of humanness, right? Yep. Human is fallen and broken and we choose evil sometimes. I don't understand it. And I wish people would choose him, but some don't, right? But doesn't, doesn't yep. mean that God is not here. God is aware and it's here. Um, but God can't override the will of man. I got to say that out loud. God will never override the will of man. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Go go read the surrender will and, 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 and a little, it'll help you understand that God will not override the will of man. And mm -hmm. it says uh, the mighty one will save. God will save, right? And and those who will say yes to him, but he, he's in the saving business. He will. I love this because you, you and you're going to hit on this. He, mm. You're gonna hit on this point, but I'm gonna read it. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Um, go ahead and 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 and, and say some stuff on that because I know you 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 wrote on that yesterday. Because I'm gonna talk about the next part of the verse, but go ahead and hit on that because you you hit me with that yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, I when I was reading it yesterday morning, I was just thinking like, no matter where we're going or where we're at, uh, you know, or what we're experiencing, he he's with us every day. And, and just this word of rejoicing over us just puts us in a place of just feeling his presence and feeling that, that there is hope that it's not like, even though there's darkness in the world, there's not this dark cloud over us that by him rejoicing over us, you could almost like, I almost picture him singing. There's this, there's this presence, this feeling, this hope, this joy that even in the midst of of difficulty going on either in your individual life or in the life or just in the world of like stuff going on around you we have to always go back to him and understand that he's always going to rejoice over us and that he loves us so much and that that we that will allow us to to do his will in what we're doing in our daily life because we're going to feel him very tangibly and that's what really kind of jumped out to me yesterday as I was reading it. I love that the thought of, that you said that 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 God is glad because mm -hmm. of me. Like God mm -hmm. wakes up with, with gladness concerning Ryan and Danny. Like mm -hmm. I love that, right? Like God is is glad. And and yeah, that hit me yesterday when you said that, man. That was so powerful. He rejoiced over you with gladness. And I love this. This is the one that, I, that hit me today as I was reading it again. He will quiet you with his love. 
And so I know sometimes our soul needs quiet and his love is what quiets that, you know, he's going to quiet us and it ends and he will rejoice over you with singing. And that fact that he will quiet us with that and he sings over us. So I just mm-hmm. pray right now that, that you hear the melodies of God. Think about mm-hmm. this. God sings over you. I pray that you silence your spirit, like silence the things around you and, and open your spirit, man, so that you can hear spiritually Abba singing over you. Not only that, you sing to him. I'm, I don't know if many people knew that this was in the scripture. Not only that you sing worship to him, but God also sings over you. My mm-hmm. goodness. I pray that you can silence your soul enough to hear him whispering songs to you. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's that's that that's how we start the day. Uh, we're yep. going to end uh, this segment of lovers of money. So 2 Timothy 3, 2, 2 Timothy 3, 2, but men will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money. Mm-hmm. For men will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money. Now, the two that we're going to end before we get to next week, we're going to end it with trust and stewardship. Trust. Now, we started the whole year with trust. Now, this trust is specifically trust on monetary things. And we're going to let Jesus teach us about trusting God when it comes to monetary things. This is a bonus. Luke 9 says that the Son of Man, Luke chapter 9, we're not going to read it right now. Luke 9 says the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, meaning Jesus, while he was on earth, didn't even know where he was going to sleep while he was with his disciples. But he trusted God when it came to his provision to where he was going to sleep at. And so we're going to see Jesus in Matthew 6. Uh, we're going to get to that, and we're going to talk about stewardship management. And then I want you to know that next week in the last Lovers of you know Part 8, we're going to talk about tithing versus cheerful giving. And that's the one that everybody's been waiting for, and we may take our time. <laughs> We may have to have two hours for that. I don't know. I'm going to take that as long (laughs) as we can for that one because we're going to cover it all. Uh, But today I'm going to talk about trust uh, concerning monetary. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Mm -hmm. We're going to let Jesus talk to us. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34, for those who are getting there. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. All right. It says this. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Sorry about your life. So Jesus is already telling you, don't worry about your life. Now, I'm going to get to worry in a second. I'm going to tell you what worry is. But so underline that when you're in the Bible, don't worry about your life. What you will eat. And what you would drink. So it's it's funny to me, Ryan, that Jesus is equating life to not only that Hebrew word life, which is a high, but he's also equating it to eat and drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, listen, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. Know about your body, what you will put on. So now he's talking about clothes. So don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. What you, so what happens then when you start worrying about these things, you are contradicting what your Savior is telling you not to do. Yep. yep. So 
faith is the opposite of worry. So worry, listen, do you understand what worry needs? Worry needs faith. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, how do I say this? I know. Uh, worry is comes from fear, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. Worry is the faith to fear. Because <laughs> you need faith for all of it, right? And so when I start worrying, I'm fueling fear in my life. And I'm and I'm I'm having more faith in fear than I am in God. Oh, I, do we oh, dare just, do, do we dare ahead. say do we dare say worry is a control issue? A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. It's it's I mean, saying think God. About, yeah, think about how much we worry about things, and in reality, as humans, we just we want to be in control because we know if we can control the situation, then the worry can't be there as opposed to live living the, the Hebrews 11 faith walk, because it's Come easier on. to control because if I can control it, I know it's in my control and I'll have to worry about it. But as soon as it's not in your control, if you don't have faith, worry's going to set in really very quickly. 100%. So that's why we're going to go. We're not saying that's why we're going to end, end, end this podcast in stewardship because we're not saying don't manage something well. It's don't let something take you out of having faith that God has your back. Right. Yeah. And so yep. look at what he says. It's not life more than food and body and more than clothing. Yes, Jesus, it is. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bonds yet. Your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? This is so powerful that Jesus is asking a question. Jesus saying, when you worry and have fear, you don't understand your value. Fear and worry steals your value. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Fear and worry steals your value. It steals how valuable you are to Abba. How valuable to you are to the Godhead. We are his sons and daughters. We just do not believe it. And so the enemy with fear wants us to understand. He wants us to believe, oh, no one's going to take care of you. you. No one has your back. You're nothing. You're nobody. Who are you? Mm-hmm. God of the universe is worried about Ryan. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Who's Ryan? He's God. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot more things to worry about. He said, no, no, no. Jesus is like, no. You're valuable. You have value to Abba. And he understands. Mm-hmm. Ooh, are you not more valuable than they? Which you were by what which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. By trying to control this, you can't add nothing. You can't, you can't add nothing. Mm-hmm. So why do you worry about clothing? Jesus is asking. So if Jesus is asking this, we should ask this about one another. Hey, why are you worrying about it? Do you know how valuable you are? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what. No, 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 no. Why are you worry about it? Right? And listen to what it says. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon. Now, this is this is this is interesting. And I mm-hmm. and I underline this that he yep. brought up Solomon. In all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Oh. What? Now we know how much Solomon had. Yep. 
Some say yeah. he was the richest human that ever walked the earth. Right. And some said he was the second, third, but he was up there. He was in the top five. Let's just say that top five yeah. humans of wealth that ever had. He's saying this. He said, if you think that Solomon trusted in what he has, you don't understand how much value he puts. I'm going to read it again. Consider mm -hmm. the lilies of the field, how they grow. Neither they toil nor spin, meaning they don't do nothing to get what they get. Because I think sometimes, Ryan, we take sowing and reaping out of context and yep. we use sowing and reaping as a manipulation tool. Oh, yep. Yep. And here Jesus is smashing it. Do we believe in sowing and reaping? Yes. But we believe that God is the one that allows everything to spin around. Our trust is not even in what we give or what we're going to get back. Our trust is that God is in control of it all. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he's saying, listen, and yet I say to you, listen, the, the lilies didn't do nothing for them to, to be what they are. God had full control of that. And I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Who? Oh, you of little faith. Ah, mm. now, now he's giving a prescription to what's happening here. He's saying, you, he's not saying, uh, this, he's saying that you, he's not saying you don't have faith. He said you have little faith in him. You have more faith in something else. Uh, that's what I told you. Yeah. Faith can be a fuel for God or can, it could be a fuel for fear. Oh, yeah. Because what is yep. faith? Faith, mama, faith is trust in action. That's what faith is. Yep. Faith is trust in action. So am I going to have more faith in fear or am I going to have more? He didn't say you don't have faith. Mm -hmm. He said you have little faith. Little faith in what? Little faith in him. Little faith that he values you. Little faith. Faith is the opposite of worry, right? Mm -hmm. In what? In what instance is when your faith is on him? No, you're, you're, you're spot on Danny, because it, it's always a, it's always, you're choosing one side or the other in, in, in reality of things, because I think people at times it, it, it describes right here, feel very secure in what they have. Let's say money, let's say money, right? Cause that's what we're talking about. If they, if they're very secure in what they have, if that gets depleted a bit and they don't have faith, then their then worry is going to set in really pretty darn quick because they they don't have faith in God they have faith in what they have that will provide them with what they need when Jesus is trying to say look like have faith in God if you don't have that and you, and you have stuff in monetary things then when you get tested and I said when you not if you because I think we're all going to experience Come on, testing man. in this life because that's biblical it is said in the scripture we have to we have to really sit with ourselves and determine where's our faith like what do we put our faith in is it in monetary things or is it actually in god and that's that's what part of this point brings up um that that we have to kind of sit with and and wrestle with to a certain extent
100%. And then he keeps on going, therefore, do not worry. Like, I wish we could just put that that right there. But <laughs> Jesus's words, do not worry. <laughs> like, Jesus's words, do not worry. Go ahead. And, and, and no, the funny part is, I've, I've said this to people and they're like, but, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, therefore do not worry. Like that's from Jesus. That's like a command. It's a I command. Mean, that's like what he come command. on. Like, therefore do not worry. Like, just don't worry about it. And I think it's so, it's so elementary and we are so intellectual now. I think it was actually easier back before we had internet and things that we could like research and be our own physicians instead of relying on the great physician, because that's what people did when they didn't have the research component. They're like, well, I'm just going to trust God. And some, some would say that's actually borderline dangerous because it's idolatry. Yeah. I mean, and, and the truth is Jesus said like, therefore do not worry. Like, trust me, do not worry. Like I, I, I have you, but again, there's an easy way. Like people can't explain that away now. Like they actually can't like, and people I've, I've heard it and I've had conversation with plenty that have explained away. Well, I, I know, but, and, and you know, it's, uh, there's no, but there, there's no, but there, it don't say, <laughs> but no. And I think you said something powerful because we have, the internet and we have all this, what you're saying is that we have control to get our own selves out of our mess. Yes. yes. And, and that becomes idolatry because, oh, I can go get a credit card and go pay pay that because I, I have the power to do that. Just because you can don't mean you have to. Yes. Yep. All right. Do not worry. Your commandment. What shall, you, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For all of these things... The Gentiles seek. Now, we that that's a whole thing that we can go into because we're no longer Gentiles. We sons and daughters of the king. We should be seeking things. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He's letting you know on blast, on point. God is not dumb. <laughs> he knows <laughs> what you're going through. Maybe he's allowing what you're going through for a specific reason. Instead mm. of worrying, say, Lord, what do I have to learn with what I'm going through, what's going on with this? How am I, how am I to grow in this? Like we go to worry. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about his own th things. Sufficient for the day is his own trouble. The remedy to worry is seeking the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, I know people get, been out of shape by this one because like oh don't you tell me it's not just that easy listen i pray I, I i promise you for whatever you're going to if you do what jesus said uh in matthew 6 go to the room close the door for your father yep. that's in the secret place is waiting for you there when yep. you start seeking him see when you start seeking him everything else becomes so small when you yep. see him for who he is you see how big God is. You see that he sings over you. You see that he's in your midst. Whatever it is you need, whether you need to pay a, a, a car payment this week, whether you, when you're looking to buy a house, whether you're looking to buy a car, listen, God will allow things to happen in his timing 
All we got to do is seek him. Seek him. I'm not going to worry about what's happening around me. I'm going to seek the kingdom, good yeah. or bad, whether good things are happening to me or bad things are happening. That doesn't make me a bad son or, or good, a good son. Like we, yeah. we, we manipulate us thinking this is what we do because this is what the gospel that's being preached in America. If you're a good son, you get good things. Mm. If you're a bad son, you get bad son. Actually, the Bible says the, the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so we got to start equating things happening to us good because I'm a good son or things happen as bad because I'm a bad son. No. Listen, sometimes it's just life It's the lessons that life is going to bring us. And we're got to it's always got to be, Lord, I seek you regardless of the good or the bad. Yes. Yeah. And. And we have to think about that. It's not in, it's not in performance. You, you, you highlight it. It's not, it's not in performance. I, I, what came to mind was Genesis. I think it's Genesis either somewhere in between 38 and 39 with Joseph when he got sold into slavery and he was basically like stripped naked of, of everything had nothing and was being sold. And the scripture says that he was a successful man but he hadn't got anything like he's, he's naked up there being sold. Why was he a successful man? Because they said he had God. Like, let's just think about that for a second. Like he wasn't doing anything in that moment in performance. He was literally standing there waiting to be sold. And the scripture said he is a successful man because he had God. So we have Ooh. to think about that. It, it's a, it's a completely, it's different than how the world would see him in that moment and how religious season I, I preached a sermon one time it called when god brags on you yep and the message was about joe yep so to if you think that you're a good son and you get good things then joe missed Ooh, the boat that's gonna because <laughs> because god bragged on him god's like have you considered my listen have you considered Ooh. joe and i'm like lord I know you love me. Don't brag on me that much. <laughs> Don't brag on me. Hold on a second. Don't brag on me that much. <laughs> I, still got, I still got some things to work out, Lord. Don't brag on me that much. No matter, listen, the guy was bragging on Job, right? And because he was a good son, he was a great son, he was an excellent son. All hell broke loose in his life. Oh, man. So, for those who tell, like, we got to start preaching this religion that tells you this equals this, this. there is no formula. It's yep. individual relation, relational walks with God. It's different journeys that God has people in. And God is teaching people different lessons at different times. And, and not one size fits all. It, it, but here, Jesus is, is literally zoning you into one thing. Seek the kingdom of God. Yes. If you do nothing else, seek the Father. Now, I'm going to feel like we're running through stewardship, but we're going to talk a lot more about stewardship next week because it yep. goes with what we want to talk about with tithing. Yeah. Because a lot of times we use tithing as a manipulation thing too. Uh, but so we talked about trust and we talked about stewardship. Stewardship, the Greek little, the literal definition is management that's what the greek did so it's it's management steward the biblical thing on money is steward how do you steward your own money we're gonna let jesus talk to us uh, this parable luke 16 it's gonna feel like i'm rushing it but i'm gonna read it through we're gonna say some things and we're gonna be done 
So look at Luke 16, 1 to 13, right? Is that is that what you have, um, Ryan? Because uh, I have two Lukes, right? Uh I think yeah, we put you uh I just have first Peter 410. So but okay. I'll, I'll run I'll run with you, man. Let's go to Luke 16 real quick. Okay. Luke 16, 1 to 13 says this. He says, he also said to his disciple, there was a certain rich man who had a steward or a manager. And an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called to him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship. This is a question, man. This is Jesus. This is Jesus's words, not man. Give an account of how you're managing what I'm giving you. Mm. Ooh. Oh man. I want to, I wanted to pause right there. And I know there's a, sorry there's a little bit loud noise behind my back. My air conditioner is going nuts over here. Um hold on, let me go, let me go. Yeah, it's going nuts. Hold on. <laughs> so we can continue to talk, but this is going through. Sorry about that, man. I wanted to be clear <laughs> and talking to this. It went nuts. Give an account. I want you to stop right there. That's that's Jesus's words. Imagine mm -hmm. Jesus is asking you and I, give wow. us an account of how you're managing your things. Oof. <laughs> now, if you want to answer this question, honestly, go look at your credit cards and your bank statements for the last year. Oof. I know, I know. And I, let me just keep on, I, I digress. <laughs> For you can no longer be a steward. Ooh. Oh, no. You can no longer, my wife. Then the steward said with, within himself, what should I do? For my master's taking the stewardship away from me. He's taking man of me. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved what, I, what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their house. So he's already scheming. He was a schemer before. He's trying to scheme now. Again, see, when we read these things, Ryan, in the Bible, we are always the hero in the Bible. I don't know why. But when you <laughs> read the Bible, you should not always be the hero in the Bible. You should read all mm -hmm. parts of the story. Like when yeah. we look at David, we love David, the guy after God's own heart. But we, when, we, when we look at David, the adulterer, that's not us. That's not me. No, I'm <laughs> David the adulterer, and I'm David, right? I'm David mm -hmm. the the I'm David the one that killed, but uh, Bathsheba's husband. I'm that I'm that killer. That's me too. Mm -hmm. Like we yeah. we so here. Sometimes we got to put ourselves in the story. We can look at this. Oh man, I, I I'm Jesus in this story. No, I'm the one that's trying to scheme. I'm the one that sees hardship, and I'm how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? Instead of trusting God, how do I get out of it? He's trying to scheme. We already know he's a screamer. So mm -hmm. he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the, to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill and sit it down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill, write 80. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly for the sons of this world. Listen to what it says. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. 
So he says, like, man, listen, at least you're doing something. You're crazy, but you're doing something. And he says this, and I say to you, make friends for yourself by unwrap. He says, I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful in as in as much. And he who is unjust with what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, you have not been faithful in the unrighteous man-made who will commit to your trust to true riches. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For it either will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mm. I just said a whole mouthful. <laughs> if you're faithful in what's little, God can give you. But he, And then he says this. Oh, man. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, if you don't even know how to handle things that are controlled by a spirit called mammon. How will I commit to you true riches? Now, Ryan, I'm going to say this. This is going to be heavy. Mm -hmm. Stewardship of natural things is a window to stewardship to spiritual things. Oh. Here, I didn't say this. Jesus has said this, right? Did I say this? No. He said, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you trust with true riches? Oh, man. And, and then it says, if you have not been faithful to in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Can I give you a window to what that means in 2022? Oh, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt me. Let me ask you this, Ryan. If mm. you, if you, like all of us have done, we went to mm. a bank, mm. we got a mortgage for our house. Do we yep. really own our house? No. Okay. Nope. Someone else owns it. Yep. There's a faithfulness to keep up our house, to yep. mow the lawn, right? If you go in the car, if you take a car and you finance it, the car. Do you really own that car? Nope. So there's a stewardship that you have to do with something that's not yours. Yep. The principle is if you know how to steward that which is not yours, which you which you are, are renting or leasing or mortgaging, mm -hmm. then he can give you your own, then ownership. Because really, he wants you to own, but there, yep. there are progressions to ownership. And yep. stewardship, oh, I feel this, stewardship is a window to ownership oh yep. managing yep. well will give you more right and a lot of times we want more and god's like i can't give you more because you can't even manage what you have you mm -hmm. can't even steward what you have we're asking god for a new car and our car is filthy we ask god mm -hmm. i want that new bmw he's like but your honda is full of your trash is all over. How could I give you something else? Yeah, God, I want that. I want a bigger house. He said, you can't take care of the small house that you have. God, I want a house. I live in an apartment. You can't take care of the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
what is the principle of all this? Be faithful in the little things. Be trustworthy. Have good management skills in the small things that he's given you. Mm-hmm. Many people pray for a million dollars, Ryan, but they don't have the infrastructure for the million dollars. I'm going to say that again because I'm talking yep. truth right now. Yep. God, give me a million dollars. No, if God would give you a million dollars, a million dollars would crush you right now. Why? Because you don't have the infrastructure for the million dollars. The question yep. that uh, I counsel a lot of people and I counsel a lot of people in business and people always talk about a lot of money. And they were, I'm, you know, I can't wait till I get the million. The first question I ask them, what are you going to do with your million? Mm. and they don't have a clue. And I'm like, if you don't even know what you're going to do with a million, if you don't even know what you're going to do with a hundred thousand, stop asking God for anything. Ask the Lord to make you a steward, a good manager of what you do have. God, I don't want nothing else. I feel the Holy Ghost. God, I don't want nothing else. Just give me the strength to take care of what I do have. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. First of all, I'm with the heart of thanksgiving and gratefulness. I thank you for the car I do have. Lord, but let me let me wash that thing. Let me let me vacuum it. Let me let me let me treat it like it's the gold, right? So that way as I'm paying the thing off and it becomes mine and and then you give me more money to buy my own and I don't have to go through a bank. God, I can take care of that even more, right? Be at the, I'll just I just end it this way. Don't ask God for more. God, let, help me to take care of what I do have. It's it's contentment. You you got to be content and faithful for what He has put in your life. Nothing more, nothing less. Be faithful and content with where you're at and what you have, and then honor Him with that. Because at the end of the day, that stuff's not your stuff anyway. That money's not your money because. It's truly his. He gave it to you to be a steward of all of that stuff. And if we can get that mindset, then we truly are taking steps into being givers as opposed to trying to hold on and trying to take everything else around us. So listen, we'll land a plane this week. Trust and manage. Trust Mm -hmm. And manage. Yep. God, we're going to trust you for everything. Like Ryan just said, you own everything. Help us to manage what you're giving us and help us mm-hmm. to be faithful in the little things. And God, we don't even care about the more because when you give us more, we're going to know what to do with it. And I pray that you understand this that God is in our midst and he's with us and he wants us to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. I love, I love uh, um, Isaiah. Uh, I think Isaiah, Isaiah one or two. When he says, come reason with me, come talk to me, come have a conversation, have a conversation with the Holy Spirit and he will lead and guide you to a truth. We love you. Shalom, Maranatha. Ryan, you have the last word. Do you want anything else? I I would just, you know, for for our listeners, I'm just praying for them and praying that the uh, that the Holy Spirit continues to lead them and, and guide them in all the decisions that they're that they're trying to make today and. And in there, and in the next week, until we we talk to them again. We love you guys. Shalom, Maranatha. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.